Mama. Today, I am joined by nutritional health coach, Sharon Selby, and she's on a mission to show mums that they have so much more power than they think to transform their children's health. And it all starts in the kitchen. So Sharon is an expert in allergy-friendly living. She runs classes and online courses, teaching families how to cook nutritious, tasty meals while coping with food restrictions like dairy, gluten, salicylates, and more. Her passion came from her healing her son's multiple food allergies, eczema and reflux by the time he was 18 months old. And this experience taught her, as you're going to hear firsthand, that it's what we do at home that has the big, biggest influence on our kids' health. So let's get into the show and learn from Sharon how easy, fast and achievable it is to cook food that builds immunity, heals the gut and boosts overall wellness. Let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it until I found the secret, partnering with God even in our home life. In this podcast, you'll find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, if you've been thinking that it's about time that I remove the toxic chemicals from my home, but it sounds really overwhelming, it sounds expensive, and I don't know where to start, then the home detox method is for you. In this course, we are going to teach you how to remove toxic chemicals from your home in eight weeks or less. Because mama, let me tell you, having a non-toxic home is actually going to be a lot easier and a lot simpler than you think. So if you have been waiting and this year is your year, it's time to start your low-tox journey so you can have a healthy home environment for your family. In this course, you will learn how to read ingredients and understand ingredient lists, learn how to recognize toxic chemicals and understand their risks, replace your products with clean alternatives, and even make your own chemical-free products to save money. So if you are ready to be confident that you can avoid toxic chemicals at the shops, Understand ingredient lists were no longer tricked by clever marketing and were able to take back control of your family's health to improve sleep, energy, mood, and overall wellness, then I want you to go right now to wholesomemama.com, click on the home detox method. You can read all about it, see if it's for you, and come and join us because it is time that us as mums took back control of the products in our home without the overwhelm and without the overspend. So make sure you check out the link in the show notes for more. Well, thank you, Sharon, so much for coming on the Wholesome Mama Show. I'm so excited to learn from you today and to have this conversation. But to kick us off, can you introduce yourself and share a little bit how how about you became uh, specializing in allergies? 
Uh, well, hi, Elise, and I'm really thrilled to be on your podcast. I, I really rate it and recommend it to all my community. I love what you do. Um, but uh, how I specialized in allergies, I think it became a necessity. Um, it was definitely not the business I had ever planned for, but it actually started out with me 10 years ago when I moved to Sydney. And out of nowhere, I was a, I was a new mum. My husband at the time and I totally underestimated parenthood and we thought we would move continents when my son, my first son was seven weeks old. <laughs> so, uh -huh. Totally, um, uh, totally underestimated parenthood there. So we, we arrived to Sydney and within a couple of months, I developed really bad asthma and hay fever. It was quite chronic. And of course, I went to the GP and was told that Sydney was actually the asthma capital of the world. And my choices were, at the time, because it, the condition was so bad, was to leave Australia or go on eight rounds of steroids a day for my hay fever and asthma. And that is what I did for two years. And yeah. two years of eight rounds of steroids. Now, initially, the symptoms were manageable then. I stopped getting asthma attacks. I stopped sounding like I had a smoker's cough. Um, but eventually, the side effects led to chronic fatigue. And I was diagnosed with severe depression. And I had migraines. So I was on a lot of painkillers. So combine that with being a new mom, it was extremely challenging. And then one day, sadly, it was actually very soon after having a miscarriage, something just happened. And I could see my life totally unraveling, and it wasn't getting any better. And I remember years ago doing a two-week detox where I took out gluten, dairy, and sugar, and I had absolutely no idea what to eat. But I remember feeling really amazing after those two weeks. I had loads of energy, and I was also diagnosed with chronic fatigue at that time as well. So I thought, I'll, I'll do that again. And I think it was just the universe coming into play and me needing some control. And the only control I had over my life was what food I was going to put in my mouth because I did start going into a whole um, tunnel of comfort eating and probably eating the wrong things, you know? So I did that. And quite amazingly, after three months came off half my medication. I no longer had hay fever. And then two months after that, no longer had asthma. Wow. And so I, so then I, it was totally incredible that a, you know, a stay at home, severely depressed mum managed to heal herself when the experts could only manage my symptoms with lots of medication. And that journey was really made me become very curious about the, the healing powers of food and what we put in our, in our bellies. So I then went and studied nutrition and became a health coach. And then that led me to then become an allergy expert because my son who was born shortly afterwards displayed all the allergy symptoms, eczema, reflux. And when we started weaning him, we realized he could only eat a list of 10 safe foods. Otherwise he would throw up and develop hives. So apple, he would throw up, develop hives, everything. So it was incredibly challenging. And um, that being said, because of my health breakthrough, I had conviction that I could help him. And that's what we did. Uh, and that came about to that came that brought about my business uh, deliciously allergy free. And then we did a course. I collaborated with 10 practitioners to teach other parents how to take control of their kids health. And that's how the journey started. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, so what 
what is the effect that our diet has on our health and well-being? Obviously, uh, for people who have allergy symptoms like eczema, asthma, all those things um, and have that response. But what about someone who doesn't have something like that? What, um, how does their diet still affect their health? Yes, that's a great question. So most of us as mums and as kids, something's going on, whether it be constipation, unhealthy cravings, not sleeping well, getting reoccurring infections, uh, fatigue, depression, anxiety, behavioral disorders, the list is enormous of symptoms that we are coping with every single day. And while they're common, they're not normal. And yeah. There was a, um, a, 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 a great physician um, called Theron Randolph, Theron Randolph. He was known as the father of environmental medicine um, and clinical ecology. And he wrote an incredible book and he was very well regarded. And he said 90% of people deal with, have a food intolerance or sensitivity. And that nine out of 10 of those people have no idea that the symptoms they're dealing with are directly related to the food they're eating. So our gut health has become compromised because of the quality of our diet. And 70 to 80% of our immune system is housed inside our gut wall. So what we eat makes a profound impact on how we feel, our energy levels, uh, what health issues we're dealing with. It's really the epicenter of overall health. And if our gut health is not in good shape, we experience dis ease, discomfort. And that can be expressed in many, many different ways. And that's what makes us unique. What, what might come out as eczema for one person might become a behavioral issue for another. So it's all about inflammation in the gut. And the best way to reduce that inflammation uh, is looking at our diet. Mm, mm, I totally, totally agree. And I just want to go back to one thing you said was, it's common. It's common for us to be walking around with headaches it's common for us to be walking around with digestive issues but it's not normal it's not how our bodies are meant to be so just because it's common doesn't mean that it's normal and one thing that I think um, we could also talk about being common is that allergies seem to be on the rise I when I was at school which I don't feel like was that long ago in the scheme of things but there was not as many kids walking around with eczema, asthma, food allergies, intolerances, all those things, um, even with the responses of behavioural issues, all those, when I was at school, as compared to now when my son is at school, you know, you'd, it would be, it's so many of the class. Um, what is your understanding as the reasoning, as someone who specialises in this, I'd love to hear from you, what your idea is as to why all that seems to be on the rise? Yes, it's um, it's a perfect storm. It really is. It's it's. I think it all comes down, and it's all all ideas at the moment. Even gut health is an idea. Uh, so I believe from the research that I've done and the results that I get my mums on my courses and my classes and the practitioners that I work with, it comes down to gut health and over the last sort of three generations we've radically compromised our gut health and the number one thing to cause that 
demise in gut health is the amount of toxins and chemicals that we consume, breathe in, uh, apply in our house, on our bodies. And, you know, that's why I said to you, Elise, that I love your home detox method and encourage every mum to, to invest in that because it's a small investment, but has a profound impact. So we have in our gut, we have billions of bacteria in there. We have good bacteria, we have bad bacteria. And, you know, in a good, in a good bacteria microbiome um, gut, we want to have about 80% good bacteria, 20% bad bacteria. But unfortunately, due to many reasons, um, it can start from everywhere from the medications we took ourselves, birth control, antibiotics, uh, our birthing experience, our stress, our diet, the amount of toxins in our diet, preservatives and additives, you know, the toxins in our water, what we put on our skin, whatever we put on our skin goes directly into our bloodstream. So these are things that we do that mother nature never intended us for us to be exposed to. And there are consequences to that. So with all of those things happening to us, it can compromise our gut, gut health. For example, preservatives and additives. Companies use it to increase the lifespan of products on our supermarket shelves. But they have an impact on our gut as well. They don't kill us, but they can kill bacteria in the gut. And they don't discriminate whether it's good bacteria, bad bacteria. Same with antibiotics. We um, It doesn't just kill off the bad bacteria that we want to get rid of. It kills off a lot of good bacteria. And some of those the, the colonies and the diversity of that bacteria never replenishes again, unless we have some strategies and know how to do that. So it's a whole bunch of things. And then it's our diet. Are we feeding good bacteria or are we feeding bad bacteria? So, you know, the sugars, the, the refined oils, flowers, and all the white stuff, um, bad bacteria loves it. Pathogens thrive on it. It's an all you can eat buffet for bad bacteria. And the good bacteria, they love fiber, fruit, vegetables, plant-based goodness, healthy fats, a bit of protein. But unfortunately, our diet, our standard Australian diet, which is really sad, doesn't provide enough good fiber. In fact, only 5% of Australian children are eating enough vegetables. And so the good bacteria doesn't um, get a chance to flourish and grow. And so what you get is a condition called gut dysbiosis. The bad bacteria in the gut has taken over. It sends messages to the brain through the central nervous system saying, I want sugar, I want sugar. Um, you know, and then there's also stresses in life. Uh, plenty of stresses. Mums are running around doing too much. Uh, kids are on their iPads and, you know, things like that. And that's very enjoyable for children. But a, a game on an iPad sends stress signals. It's that whole fight, flight and freeze, you know, stress signals that go through the body. It's addictive. Uh, but, you know, our bodies are not designed to be on stress for long periods of time. Literally, the, the stress response should be we're running away from a lion and it ends pretty quickly. We've either escaped the lion or we've gotten eaten up by the lion. <laughs> but that stress response ends and then we can be calm, we can recover. But we are on stress all the time and that really affects our gut microbiome as well. So what we eat, what we put in our bodies has a massive impact and that didn't happen generations ago. Generations mm. ago, our, our grandparents, they ate real food. They'd make chicken soup. They'd use the whole animal. Uh, they'd make chicken bone broth. They'd even stew the bones for ages. And that has amazing, um, you know, nutrients and collagen in there that helps 
heal and seal the gut lining. They used to ferment foods, so they would constantly, constantly be putting probiotics, good bacteria in the gut, because in wintertime, they didn't have the abundance of fruit and vegetables, so they had to ferment. Uh, and they ate real food. They just ate real food. Nothing really came from packets. Um, and it's, yeah, I think it's the quality of the diet that's really has had an impact. The beauty of that is we address the diet. And as you can see from my example, from my own experience at the age of, I think I was about 38 at the time, um, recovered from severe, ex from severe asthma and haver in, in five months. But just by taking out a few foods, I wasn't even having a great diet. So the body is designed to feel amazing and be amazing. We just need to learn how to do it because we've become so used to the conveniences of life that have become rather toxic without us knowing. And we're paying the price of that convenience with our own health and with our children's health. And that's why I believe you're seeing a lot more children in classrooms that are dealing with asthma, hay fever, allergies, eczema, you know, reoccurring infections, reoccurring ear infections, and all that kind of stuff. And then we just take antibiotics to fix all this stuff, but it's killing the bacteria. It's the never ending cycle, isn't it? It's that cycle. And that's why mums really have such a massive role mm. in really taking charge of our children's health. I think we become so disempowered. You know, our child's not well, we go straight to the doctor. Um, and then we don't realize that actually the GP becomes in charge of our kids' health. Mm. Uh, they'll refer your child to a specialist. And then you're just following this path that may not even align with you. Um, so I think some basic understanding of gut health, chemicals, things like that, because I'm a true believer that healing happens at home. It mm. doesn't happen in the 10 minutes in your doctor's office. It doesn't happen in the testing. This all helps. But what you do at home Reducing the exposure to toxins, what you feed your children, that's 95% of the healing. All the other um, doctors and practitioners, they support you. They're part of your team, but they can't, they're not there when your child's awake at night scratching their skin. They're not there when your child vomits because they ate something they can't tolerate. And as a mum, we have so much more power than we um, realize to massively make a difference to our children's health. Hmm. And we feel very disempowered. We will even go against our nature and our intuition if a practitioner says, oh, no, your child doesn't have an allergy to milk. Just give them formula, you know. And then the mum will be like, oh, but I know that every time my child has dairy, they get really grumpy or, you know, they can't sleep or they start getting really sinusy. But the doctor says it's fine. I'm just imagining it. So they go and have dairy and then they have a, a miserable few days where there's a reaction. And Mother Nature did not make a mistake about putting us in charge of our children. Hmm. And we know them best and we love them more than anything else and more than anyone else. So it absolutely makes sense for us to be empowered, to trust yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's not to be overwhelmed. That's what I, I say to people when I'm teaching them about toxins and things. It's not to be overwhelmed, but it is to get back that control. It is time that the mothers were empowered again uh, to take back control because we are we are the ones usually, 99% of the time I would say, doing the groceries and the cooking and bringing in the products and food into our homes. And, you know, you only had to look at the, like here in Australia, the kids have just recently gone back to school. You only had to look at the supermarket for what is 
food, and I say that as not really food, uh, in the supermarket shelves and look at the back to school things. And I like, I could not imagine being a teacher and coming in from lunchtime with kids who have eaten half mm. of the stuff that is, well, really, that is the other half of the supermarket. Yeah. If you're shopping in the middle aisles of the supermarket, you need to take a look at the diet because all the fresh stuff is around the edges. Um, yep. So see when you go to the supermarket, where are you spending most of your time? And, you know, we can put a lot of blame and guilt on ourselves. We just did, don't know better. Um, the marketing is very strong out there. Um, the social pressure of, of giving your kids nice food. Like I feel guilty giving my kids healthy food. Hmm. Uh, but I, I have to also realize that this is what's better for them. And that's my role. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of FOMO out there. Um, and everyone's feeding your child. Like it might be the, the teachers, my friends, their kids, everyone's feeding my kids. Yeah. It's hard to escape. But yeah, it's confusing. Yeah. It's a very confusing environment for parents. And I, I love that you mentioned overwhelm. It can be so overwhelming to want to do the right things and to take on too much and then it all gets too hard so we don't do anything but uh, the amazing thing is the way the human body is designed is you only have to do small little things you know do the the lowest hanging fruit you know if it's you know replacing a few toxins in the house you know changing breakfast making your own breakfast uh, they have a profound impact. They have an accumulative impact. You won't see a difference overnight like you do with medication necessarily, but over time you will see a huge difference. You'll have a different child. Yeah, and you're dealing with the root. I think that's the most important thing. You're dealing with the root of the problem versus symptom. Actually, let's let's get into that for a moment. Um, can you talk about the difference between addressing the symptoms and managing those or actually addressing the root cause of the problem. Yeah, that is such a great thing that you've brought up. And I experienced both in my um, journey as a mum moving over to Australia. The first two years of that is sim was symptom management. You know, I had asthma, so I got steroids for that. I had hay fever, so I got steroids for that. I got migraines every week, so I had Panadol and Nurofen for that. Um, and that's managing a symptom. So. You might feel better for a while, but unfortunately, the problem inside the body is still festering. And if it's not addressed, the symptoms come out another way until you listen. So you, you ignore those conditions at your peril because it's just the body communicating to you saying, I'm not happy. Things are not right here. So that's symptom management. It's ignoring the problems, but making you feel better but it's not a good long-term solution. And actually I'm all for medication used in the correct way. So if you have a child with eczema and you're trying to address the root cause, but you know, you're not getting any sleep, your child's miserable, that's very stressful. So I have no issue with applying steroid creams while you are addressing the root cause. Now the root cause is the inflammation inside the body. It's the stuff you don't see. So if, for example, eczema, as an example, you know, we're, we're seeing those rashes on the skin and they can be pretty severe. People worry about, parents worry about getting rid of that, that reaction, that skin irritation. So we put cream on it and then it goes away and we think the problem's gone away, but it hasn't. It's still mm -hmm. there. 
So when we address the root cause, and in this instance, gut health, and we take out those foods that are causing the triggers, that's not enough, by the way. Taking out the triggers is not enough. That's also symptom management. It means, okay, if I don't have dairy or gluten in the diet, my child doesn't have eczema, that's fine, but that's also a form of management. We want to really address the root cause by making sure the gut, the body, and, uh, the body, the liver, whatever it is, everyone's very unique, is that it's all flourishing. So we need to add in all those great nutrients. We need to look at our lifestyle. We need to consider supplements to really boost the body and address the root cause. So for me, it's all about getting rid of inflammation. When we have inflammation, we have problems. And the diet is a really great way to get rid of inflammation. Take out the triggers, add in some great nutrients uh, and other various strategies in there to really fast track healing. And the healing can happen very quickly. It's quite amazing. I have mums on my course that have healed eczema and asthma in two weeks. Wow. And then be, then say, oh my God, my child's dream. I had no idea my child was so lovely. <laughs> So they'll get those bonus those are side effects you want by the way <laughs> yes yeah absolutely absolutely i i think that this is such an important message for for mums to really understand and get a hold of that you know and and as you said earlier there is there is so much clever marketing whereas like even the australian standard diet and the way that our health um like the star rating and all that is like, to me, just is not, is not the standard um, that I go by. But how important it is to actually look at the food that we are eating and know that even though we can't physically see the gut, we can see the ramifications, how important it is to address the root, which um, in 99% of all cases is always the gut. All right, Mama, that wraps up part one of my interview with Sharon. This was so good that we are going two parts. So make sure you come back next week to join us for part two, where we get down into the nitty gritty of the real practical things of what symptoms are, symptoms versus root cause. And we're going to go into what are the practical things that us mums can do to limit these allergy aggravations and really nourish our kids and build their immunity and so much more. So I hope you enjoyed part one. Get ready for part two. Come back in a few days time and check it out. Well, that wraps up another episode and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.